Welcome to Doing Life. My name is Jeff, and this is the podcast that follows the book by the same name, Doing Life, 365 Daily Devotions, Finding Peace in Stressful Times. Today is February 16th. The title is Reach Out. Reach out and touch somebody's hand and make this world a better place if you can. Those words were sung by Diana Ross and written by Ashford Nicholas. It was 1968. The war in Vietnam was raging and so were the youth of America as demonstrations became volatile across the country's college campuses. Dr. Martin Luther King was murdered in April and Bobby Kennedy shot down in September. The entire nation was at a boiling point and many of the young felt hopeless. We were embroiled in a much reviled war and the civil rights movement had taken a violent turn in response to Dr. King's assassination. The epicenter of unrest was the Bay Area, and at the center of that was UC Berkeley. It was in this atmosphere that Dr. Jerome Motto returned to the Bay Area and joined the psychiatric faculty at UCSF. After serving as a captain in the Battle of the Bulge in World War II, Jerry finished his undergraduate studies at Berkeley, received his MD from UCSF, and then did a residency at Johns Hopkins in Baltimore. Once his training was complete, he made the trek home to San Francisco. Dr. Motto received a grant from NIH to study attempted suicide admissions to San Francisco hospitals that tumultuous fall of 1968. Dr. Motto set up a controlled study to follow up these patients after release. The study design was simple. One half of the patients would receive a brief typewritten note at one-month intervals, initially dropping to quarterly after six months. It would be signed by the patient's direct caregiver from the hospital, and the message was the same each time. It simply stated that the team was wondering how they were doing and wanted them to know that they were always available should the patient need to contact them. The other half received no communication. The outcome startled the entire psychiatric community. The result of this caring letter approach, as it became known, was a better than 50% reduction in suicide over the ensuing several years, compared to the non-communication group. At the time, there was not a single proven method of reducing suicide attempts in the medical literature. People of faith have turned to God to fill that communication void for centuries, and they haven't been disappointed. David wrote 73 Psalms in which he poured out his heart to God. Surely a man, having murdered another man in order to get away with adultery, betrayed his own daughter-in-law, who was raped by his own son, and then, been set upon by another son in a coup attempt, had much about which to be depressed. And yet God, through the prophet Samuel, referred to David as a man after God's own heart, 1 Samuel 13:14. Psalms are just one more example of evidence that God sends us those caring letters whenever we open one of his notes. Some people call that collection of notes from our father, the Bible. Imagine what it would mean to someone in need if you just dropped them a spontaneous text or email that let them know you were thinking about them. Try it. It's one more step on the path to peace. Never underestimate the lingering effects of a dash of spontaneous comfort. Gina Greenlee If I take the wings of the dawn, if I dwell in the remotest part of the sea, even there your hand will reach me and your right hand will lay hold of me. Psalm 139, 9. Father God, we are blessed to be adopted into your family and treated as one of your own. 
Thank you for reaching us every day in your word, reminding us that we need to reach out to others in kind. Amen. Maybe today you can text or write an email or give a call to someone that you know is feeling down. You'd be amazed at what that simple gesture can accomplish, not only for the person you contact, but the peace that it brings to you. We'll see you tomorrow.